Hello, listeners. Welcome back. The evening sun hangs low in the cold, empty sky, blood red with the weight of the ending day. If you keep your eyes peeled as it gets dark and night slowly creeps up on us like a wild thing stalking in the growing shadows, you might see, or I guess not see, the stars. The possible lack of stars. We mentioned it last time, you may recall that Herman relayed to us a message about potentially disappearing stars. We don't have any more information or insight on that right now, but considering the cosmic implications and the way it lived rent-free in my brain all day, I just wanted to mention it again. As the night knocks on the closing, dusk-hued door of the day to visit us like it always does, maybe keep your eyes upwards and uh, look for absence, I guess. Look for the lost. Cast your eyes up to the skies and see if you can see what is no longer there. Or maybe, I guess, it's more of a knowing. Absence is this sensation of cold grief. Emptiness, but only in very specific places where it had never been before. So if you look up and are filled with that sort of harrowing, then let us know. While we're on the topic of disappearing, uh, actually, that's a really bad segue. Uh, geez, sorry listeners, not to stop myself on my own train of thought, but, uh, that was not the right tone. Uh, um, but I guess I've already introduced the fact that there's a new topic to transition to, so... Maybe we'll just switch and let this be the worst, dare I say clunkiest, transition topic-wise of my radio career thus far. This morning, we awoke to find a note, a goodbye note, handwritten on our dining table. Written in a hand familiar to us, signed with two names we know quite well. Yesterday's events, which I haven't yet gotten around to recapping, seem to have ended up being a kind of sign or catalyst for a surprise farewell. What I'm trying to say in few clear terms, sorry, I am not on my game tonight, is that officer, former Officer Carlton and David Pradlick left sometime during the night, or I guess early hours of this morning. I'm not sure when, though I did hear the sound of shuffling and a door closing around three in the morning and didn't think too much of it at the time. Um, yeah. I'm not going to read the note out on air, as Carlton specifically asked I refrain from doing so, and likewise will, but there is a part of the note they did want me to share. I'll summarize it, though. While they are and were always free to make their own choices, and they in no way need to explain or justify themselves, Carlton explained that he was leaving because, following the events yesterday, the void opening and those creatures appearing, he apparently spoke with Herman Blanchard at some point, and was extended an invitation to quote-unquote get things done with Farmer Daniels and the rest of that group, so he has decided that's what he'd like to be doing getting things done. And David said he was homesick and worried about his houseplants. Lastly, and most importantly, they've both promised to keep their heads down and their mouths shut, 
and both are willing to make a blood pact to that effect with any officials who would be interested in instigating that. So, Stephen, if you're listening, I hope you were right. Dawn, David, dear friends, we wish you all the best, and you have all our thanks and support. Uh, River, what's going on? Jess, thank God. Uh... Who the hell are you? I... I assure you, this isn't necessary. You don't have to time me up. We'll be the judge of that. Ah, ow! Sorry! Tanner, it's me. I swear. Remember when you reappeared? I made sure you were okay, I- Yeah, you're gonna have to try a little harder than that. How the hell did you know we were here? Did they send you? Who? Don't play dumb. Steven gets out, you show up. You think we're stupid? How did you know where to find us? I, I, I don't. I, I didn't. I woke up on the bank of a river a few hours ago, not far from the building, and I... I'm not sure... Of what? I'd had this dream, and... You had a dream that we were here? No, 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 sorry. That's not what I meant. Then, how did you know? River appeared, through the undergrowth and the trees, and... And told me to follow them. River came and found you? River? Yes. They brought me here. And... And how did you know he was going to be there? Okay. Great. Very helpful. Walking away. Thank you. Um, Tanner, take him downstairs for now. I'm gonna get back to... Ugh. We'll figure this out. Alright. Come on. Wait. You okay? Yeah, just a headache. You okay? Yeah. You sure? Promise. Whoops. Uh, sorry about that, listeners. I don't know how much you've heard, but there has been an interesting development. And with all the goings-on we've been subject to here in Brayden, interesting for our purposes means strange unsettling, and unprecedented. It's a day of unexpected goodbyes and hellos, apparently. There is a gentleman once again detained in, well, our basement this time. It isn't Stephen, in case you were thinking that it might have been and didn't hear all that. He's gone. Um, Still not sure why. Hopefully that won't come back to bite us, but I'm not too worried. No, this particular person, one it's important to note, possesses a face, voice, and overall physical form completely unfamiliar to us, claims to be none other than the previously missing Dr. Clark Olson. In all honesty, folks, we are not sure what to do or how to go about this. If anyone feels like submitting advice, please do so just as safely as possible. We had considered recounting prior conversations and seeing if he recalls them, but 
with the security system's long-standing presence in our community and our admittedly low understanding of its scope and depth, we don't know if this information is the most secure test of truthful identity. In the meantime, uh, I'm not sure. Let me find my notes again. What were we talking about? Well, I guess we're talking about the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. Instead of disappearing, reappearing. Possibly. Hopefully. <laughs> if he's telling the truth, that would be the best news, wouldn't it? Something lost coming home? Being found? How little do we actually get that? Have the lost returned? We could use some good news right now. I mean, I don't want to hope, because what are the chances, and hope is tough, but yeah. It'd be nice. Um, in other, arguably less interesting or noteworthy happenings comparatively, and totally off the top of my head because I was just suddenly reminded of it and I misplaced my script in the earlier commotion, I saw the carcass of a three-eyed deer on a walk earlier today. Apologies for the somewhat gruesome tidbit incoming, folks, but it felt... significant? Grimly, so, like... I saw it, and something went cold inside me. A corpse, the, the visual obvious absence, but I, I don't know, I was just struck by the explicit presence of nature and the way it is so still and final. I don't know, I felt... Is it weird to say I felt seen? Even though, as far as I was aware, I was alone, though walking in the woods alone, you're probably never actually alone. But I felt acknowledged, and even though it was... it was odd, and I, I don't want to say it looked like the deer had been killed by something with a large, wide mouth and teeth, because I didn't get so close I'd be able to tell for sure, and... I don't want to worry anyone by saying there's no guarantee that all those creatures that crawled through the shimmering void yesterday are gone, but... I don't know, maybe this sounds super weird and concerning and macabre, but... I've never been comforted so much by the pure indifference of nature. It was like... Yeah, things die, but they don't disappear. I think that was it. Maybe things die, and there's more blood and jaw and bone and heat than you'd hope. Maybe things end suddenly in some way you don't expect, a shadow lurking in the shade and shape of the trees that rises up behind you before you can turn around to face it, but... The dead linger. A haunting, not in a frightening way, but in a... That deer will slowly decompose and erode, but even then, even when you can't see it anymore, it will still be there. Part of the earth, part of the soil in the stomach of every creature that helped it settle into rest, and at least in my memory, as long as I'm around, and in your memory, as long as you're around, now that I've told you about it. 
that kind of way. I guess it had me thinking, eh, in questioning what true absence is. Maybe, maybe death isn't absence, simply something else, or somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not sure how well I'm articulating all this, and I can see River giving me a look. It's not premonitions about my death, it's just thoughts about absence. I haven't had coffee for days, and I have the headache to prove it. And I mean, it's not lost on me that the season's starting to turn, and as the three-eyed deer tend to come out in the warmer, brighter times of the year, this could be some visual, natural metaphor for the incoming season of darker days and colder nights and unkind storms. I wonder if the trees get this feeling when the first cold day comes, the sudden clicking into place of the sense that something is ending, the feeling of their own leaves rotting at the base of their roots. But summer comes again. You have to hope that it does, that there's something next. Somewhere, somewhere out there, but also something next. Something warm at the end of this. Hey, Jess. Oh, hey, uh, what's up? I just had an idea. Do you remember, God, it was a while ago, an old broadcast. Town Council sent us a segment about uh, Shifting's disease or whatever it was called. Yeah, I, I thought we agreed that was one of those fake story things. No cases were ever confirmed. No, no, but I mean, the whole appearance-changing part of it. I thought a story sounded familiar. Are you saying it's real? No, no. I mean, it was before his time, but I talked to Clark about it, and he said it wasn't medically possible. Not that that means much in the grand scheme of Brayden, but now I'm thinking maybe it was a cover. So you think he's telling the truth? I think it's possible. I think it's worth really considering. I also think that many other explanations are possible, but if town council needed something to explain why people might change appearance, maybe it can happen. Not a disease, but just something. And they knew it could happen. Maybe those things we disregarded as fake or just unsubstantiated stories were just covers. That's a really interesting idea. Anyways, just wanted to tell you. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. How is he? Surprisingly calm and uh, cooperative. He's in River's room. Uh, they offered again, so I... What's that face for? Hmm? What are you thinking about? We can't just keep locking people in a room and tying them to a chair when we don't trust them. Yeah, but we don't even know who that is. He says he's Clark. Maybe he is, and he's just a new person. Oh, can that actually happen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if someone hadn't let Stephen go, maybe you could have asked him. <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said that? Because I'm talking to you? I didn't let him go. I didn't say you did. You had a look. Oh, I didn't mean to. 
Okay. So, who do you think did? I don't think that's a helpful thing to talk about. But seriously, like, obviously we can't trust somebody here. All we should be worrying about is whether or not that guy is Clark. Whether or not we can trust him. Because there are concerning possibilities either way. If he is, how? If he isn't, who is he and why is he lying? I mean, if you're asking what I think... Sure. I don't have a reason to trust him, but... I trust River. Yeah? And they brought me back. They brought you back. Is it that far-fetched to think maybe they brought Clark back, too? Something just feels off. About Clark? I don't know, just... just in general. Thought you weren't drinking coffee anymore. (laughs) I'm not. But don't you feel it? Feel what? This... secret hanging over us. All of us, some unspoken thing. And you think River's, what, hiding something? I think they're the one most likely to keep a secret. That doesn't mean they are. Who else would? I mean, you? (laughs) Coming from you, this is pretty ironic, actually. This isn't about that. This isn't about me. Sure. (sighs) Look, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Except that you trust River. Yeah, I do. Don't you? I... Hey. Sorry. Uh, Ugh. It's all good. I was gonna... Uh, get something to eat. Who cooked tonight? Me. Uh, A while ago. You might need to heat it up. What's up? He wants to talk to you. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. Why don't you bring him out here? He can sit with me and... Yeah, I'll talk to him. See if we can't figure this out? On hair? Why not? I'm feeling a little like my old self, I guess. Sharing things on air that maybe I shouldn't be. Besides, I... No room for secrets that way, you know? Sure. Martha. What? You can, like, fight me on this. If you disagree. Uh, okay. Are you okay? Seriously. I'll go get him. All right, folks, we're, well, I'm, I've made the decision that we're going to keep this broadcasting because, because, well, if any of you have any answers or suggestions or something he says sounds familiar or suspect to any of you, well, you knew him too. We all knew him. We'll be right back. back. We have a a special guest with us, first in a while, who may or may not be our very own Clark Olson. Why don't you say hi to the folks at home? Uh, hi. Jess, I've tried to reason with the others. Are the restraints really necessary? Just for now. Uh, just until we can figure this out. Sorry. Do you want some coffee? 
Uh, we have straws. No, uh, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm happy to wait if you wanted to make some for yourself. I'm still not allowed to drink it, though I'm not sure anyone could really stop me. Not allowed? River said it was making me psychic. Basically. They implied it, I guess, is more accurate. Are you sure they didn't say anxious? Or even paranoid? I mean, that starts with a P. Why? Do you think I seem paranoid? <laughs> I think you all seem a little on edge. Well, how much do you know or remember about what's going on? Well, I remember you. Well, that's a good start. Easy, though. I'm gonna need more details. Like what? My name is Clark Olsen. I'm from... Not about who you are, where you're from, that sort of thing. That's not specific stuff. We have to assume at least they could know that. And we have no way to verify it. I give you my word. Unfortunately, it's only that. There are some things I'll take simply on the merit of their sound, but... You're gonna have to prove it. Remember when you were hit by that car, and... And you were concussed. Everybody knows about that. We were broadcasting. Yes, but I drove you to the clinic. And we talked. Yeah, we did. Still common knowledge, with a side of given likelihood. You asked me how I liked it here. Whether or not I was planning to stay or return, I said no. I told you that I didn't think I belonged here. I didn't feel like I did. I still don't. Okay. And you told me why you couldn't leave. That blood-packed promise you made. That's right. I didn't understand, to be perfectly honest. But I asked, if you could, whether you would leave. You said, I don't think so anymore. That you didn't know where else you would go. You also didn't think you belonged here. But you said being trapped here was the next best thing. If you can't belong, at least be trapped. And... You told me about those dreams you have, the ones you never told anyone else, about waking up back home, in, in your parents' house, in your old life, and how you thought they were actually nightmares because the idea that you didn't belong there anymore terrified you more than never going back. <clears throat> okay, okay. That's pretty good. I'll admit, your memory of that night's probably a little better than mine. <laughs> Understandable. You remember that there's a system in town that, as best we could tell, could hear everything we were saying? I recall. So, if you were an agent, for lack of better word, for those responsible for that system... I know everything, whether I'm me or not. But I am me. I am. And I want to believe you. We all do, I promise. We just... You understand we have to be careful, right? I will tell you what I can. Whatever you want to know. Let's start with what happened. It was... It was the day things started to happen. When the trucks came into town, these men, they came to my door and gave me an out. An out? That I could leave Brayden, return to some kind of life. I... I never planned on staying. Y you know that. This was just an in-between place. No offence. <laughs> None taken. And I... And I don't feel good about it. I, I, I don't. But I said yes. I, I said I wanted it. To leave with no fuss. Get out before whatever was coming came. But 
Something happened. I... They... They they took me somewhere. And there was this bright... Oh, singing, pulling light, and... Oh, God. What's wrong? My... Oh, my head hurts. This remembering part. Oh, God, it hurts. Okay, just don't push it. Don't force it. That's... That's good enough for me, for now. I... I, I can't remember why, but I, I, I couldn't go. I, I... I couldn't. People... People needed... Just take it easy. It's okay. Sorry. Here. Thank, thank you. I hope the pink straw is okay. <laughs> what... What are you staring at? What is it? It's good to see you again. It's been a while. You... You believe me? I do. I mean, it's you, right? Oh, yes, it is. Well, then, uh, let me... Oh. There we go. God. Jess. What happened to you? What happened to me? You should be more worried about what happened to you. You're different. You're British. (laughs) I mean, no offence, of course. But you disappeared. And then, look at you. What happened? You've lost weight. Some of these scars, they still look fresh. And when was the last time you slept, like, properly? Ask me again another time. What about you? You've been missing for... For at least a week. A very long week. A week? It it felt like a moment. Where did you go? Nowhere. (laughs) I mean, as far as I'm aware, I never left. Interesting. Well, we'll have time to catch up later. You must be exhausted. Let's... Let's uh, go to a break and get you settled. You hungry? Yeah, starved. Well, it was my turn to make supper, and I made mac and cheese from a box, or several boxes, so I'm sure there's leftovers. That sounds great. back again, folks. I just want to say a quick thank you for your patience. I really mean today specifically with this whole development of who I've determined is definitely, most probably Clark, but also just in general. I know things have been slow going in some respects. This weird quarantine town shutdown thing that doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. We're really quite limited in terms of things we can share with you, and when things do happen, all we can do is 
tell you about it. In most ways, we're really just sound. I'm just sound. Maybe one day I'll stop sounding like an exhausted broken record, but thank you for putting up with us. As things are always weird and awful and changing, and I know sometimes I just say things and... We literally just got back on air. Can it wait? You decided it was him? And you just let him go without asking us first? <laughs> Don't you trust me? How do you know? How can you be sure? His eyes, they're the same. I just know. Oh, you can't keep doing this. Doing what? Things. Things that should be decisions we all make. You keep... You keep acting like you know something. What do you mean? What is it that you know? I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, you just said... And, and that look in your eyes? What look in my eyes? Oh, come on. You've had it ever since you've been back. You know, I thought it might have just been... You said you trusted River. I don't know, but but now... Because they brought us back. Yeah, I do. That trust doesn't extend to him? The circumstances are different. We trusted you when you came back different. Fifteen years older, remember? Clark, all of us, we trusted you then. And we're trusting you now. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Huh. Yeah. I guess. You know what, listeners? Why don't we actually call it there? We've got some stuff going on over here. Sorry for the unconventional and tense sign-off. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, is this a drill? Where should I go? We're in asymmetry then. This is worse than I thought. This isn't going to make much sense right now, but this building can move. Keep this receiver on you. If you get stuck or you see something that doesn't make sense, give me a call. The best way to succeed is to submit. Submit to the will of your pinstripe gods. Scarlet, pick up. There's something here. It's huge and... That's what we call a lark. I don't know who it used to be, but that's what it is now. None of this makes any sense. What the hell have you people gotten me into? Nothing here makes sense. Get used to it. Welcome to the Department of Variance Control. Scarlet Jaunt, over and out. The Department of Variance of Somewhere, Ohio is a new sci-fi horror audio drama by Rat Grimes, creator of the Dead Letter Office of Somewhere, Ohio. 
The Department of Variants is a full-cast serial fiction podcast about a shady governmental group that experiences a containment breach at its main office. One new hire and one mid-level employee from the Bureau of Transnatural Resources, named Jasmine Control and Scarlet Jaunt, are stuck on different floors when a lockdown begins. The two must communicate and get to the bottom of the building however they can. Not all is as it seems in the department, however. Beginning December 7th and airing weekly, listen wherever you get your podcasts, or go to somewhereohio.com or patreon.com slash somewhereohio for more information. The department thanks you for your time.